Greetings. Welcome to Pops Collection, where we dissect and reflect on a movie or TV show from my Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy. Joining me is Pops. And today we're going to talk about The Wolverine. Not Wolverine, but The Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. And it's like The University of Miami. Sure. Or, yep. Yep. Or, or the, the Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, so uh, I guess the way we're going to be recording this, first, let me just say welcome to everybody that's joining us at whatever time. We, uh, we're so thankful that you're uh, willing to spend some time with us and uh, listen to our thoughts, and uh, we're very thankful. Uh, I'm going to say also because this is... By the time of this recording, it is the first week of Spring Forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope that uh, if you don't notice, we're ha I'm having espresso today. I don't know if Ron's got his coffee. This is my Vienna roast from QT. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Uh, anyway, sit back and relax if that's your fill or whatever you want to do while you're listening. Yep. Uh, so, again... Uh, Based on this, this is the second Wolverine movie that this was your first time seeing. Yes, it is. And I have to say that this was a very different experience than the Origins film. Um, yeah, I, I, I am shocked as to how different this is in both tone, how it's done and how faithful it is to the, uh, the source material. It's... Um, it kind of makes me wonder why did they do this one first? You know? Well, uh, they wanted to do it first. Right. You know, um, however, the studio told them, well, if you want to tell this story, we want you to first tell an origin story. Right. And um, so they did. However, as we discussed uh, last time, wasn't that great of a origin story? Not only and, that, but and it they, wasn't even true to the origin right. story. Plus the the plot holes. Plus you know there there's lots of things that are happening in that film that really didn't sit right. You know, particularly uh, Wade Wilson. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. There were a few things, but uh, yeah, that was one of the biggies. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, ask you. So uh, you felt pretty positive about this one then? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I was uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised uh, how, how good this movie actually was. Um, you know, in fact, uh, you know, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and just kind of I want to show you. And for those of you who are only listening, you're going to miss out on this. But I wanted to show you kind of my first. This is for the audience, but you probably can relate that the first exposure that I had to Wolverine is particularly this version of Wolverine is this right here, that, that little uh, card in the corner there in the bottom left. If you remember yes. that from the, yeah. So this was the uh, Marvel trading cards that I had as a kid for uh, 1990. And they had a section called NBC, which stands for most valuable comics and uh, Wolverine's uh, limited series from 1982 was one of them and it, you, you can look here at this and i always thought that he had some sort of purple outfit on 
just yes. by, because of the way the card was colored because it looks kind of weird right right yes but, but then i went back and actually read the limited series and you can see in this one it's definitely the brown and yellow that he's wearing this is the uh limited series that happened that was uh illustrated by frank miller and written yes. by chris claremont so like already two like amazing pros at at the, telling the marvel story are working together to do this four issue limited series on wolverine and the movie is very faithful to this um uh and a little bit more too it also pulls from uncanny x-men around at the time as well so this is i wanted to show you that this picture here because i thought for the character viper in the film, I was like, oh, she looks like a ripoff of Hela from Thor Ragnarok, right? And I was like, right. no, actually, this outfit is very faithful to the yes. movie. Or the movie yes, it is. The comic. It's crazy. Yes. So, yes, anyway. a very good job that was done on that. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because for some reason, I thought that I owned that comic. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go pull it out of my batch and that way I'll just pull it up and show it to you, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I have a Wolverine series, but it's a later series. Yeah. Uh, that particular series that uh, Chris Claremont and uh, Frank Miller did. Yeah. Uh, that was the first standalone Wolverine series ever. Right. And, and so I imagine to... it's an valuable comic then. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because if you look at the back of that card, it says the um, street value on 1990 was $15 near mint. So it wasn't like a huge thing. Uh, and who, who knows how accurate that number is anyway. I thought I think there's because like, you know, if you're looking at, uh, let's see, I think they have Amazing Spider-Man number one, $2,700 near mint in that. So, yeah, I guess you could say that those are, I don't know. Anyway. Right. But, yes. Well, they at the time that uh, your brothers uh, got me back into comics and we were doing the ultimate Spider-Man thing. Yes. I yeah. can remember that the very first X-Men uh, episode was worth $1,400 at the time. Hmm. Interesting. So that was early 2000s, 20 years ago. So, yeah. But again, it's like I always told your brothers, when they wanted to spend $60 for a Charizard Pokemon card. Yeah. I told them it's only worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Yeah. Because some of my DVDs, I, I just flat out refuse. There's a, there's not even an American copy. Now I'd like, there was a uh, sci-fi Nick Fury. Right. Uh, B movie all the way. Right. And, uh, like people that have American copies want like 50 bucks for it. And I'm yeah. like, well, not for me, you're not getting 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's only worth what somebody will pay for it. But right. again, a great story. And I thought uh, there was so much we can talk about on yeah. this movie. And I don't know if we'll do it um as it happens, as we do the flow of the movie, or if we'll just discuss it all, you know, at the end, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, interesting that they decided to start this movie uh, in a prison camp. 
Yes. You know, outside of Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Or Nagasaki, right? Nagasaki, yes, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Right. Uh, close to the uh, A-bomb. Right, exactly. Yep. And so I thought what we got there was in the very beginning, uh, we get to meet a young guard mm-hmm. who seems to care about the prisoners more than a lot of the other guards. Because once the bombs start happening, right, the people in the towers are trying to kill the prisoners. That's right. And he stops them and is letting them loose. Yes. Although if he knew what that A-bomb was all about, it really wouldn't have made much difference, you know? Yeah, indeed. Um, so we got that. And the heads of the camp, the older generals or corporals or whatever they were, Mm -hmm. decided that it was time to commit Harry Carey. Or a seppuku is the... uh, Right. That's true. Yes. I I always joke around. It's a sudoku. (laughs) Sudoku. Okay. Well, (laughs) doesn't look like they were getting the numbers right there, you know? Exactly. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But... uh, to think that part of your uniform was that if you failed, yep, you take your own life. That's right. Um, and here, this young guy was like, "I'm not sure that I should do this." Mm-hmm. And we got the. He did. Uh, we found that Logan was in like a well yes. or something. That's right. And he did open it up and tell him he was free to go. Right. And uh, Logan's like, no, come down here. This is the only safe place. And uh, Mm -hmm. we did get that little bit of story there. That thought of, okay, yeah, this is our culture. This is what we're brought up to do that failure is not acceptable. Is that's the way I read it anyways? Yeah, I mean, it's very much, uh, you know, we're, as Americans, you know, we have a justice culture, whereas the Japanese, particularly at that time, had a very honor culture. So that's kind of like the difference between the, the two. And like you said, uh, if your defeat was dishonorable, that the only way to make it honorable, to restore honor is to, you know, uh, kill yourself in a dignified manner. Uh, but it is funny that uh, we see kind of the difference between Ichiro's uh, actions versus everybody else. You know, he's trying to save life and he's trying to save his own life as well. And that ends up being his entire motivation for the whole film, which is really interesting, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, of life and his own life in particular. Right, right. Well... He was almost at the point that he was going to do it only because yep. he felt compelled because yep. of the culture right. and the honor tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did get that uh, scene where Logan pushes him down the well and then yep. covers him and he takes the radiation. Yeah, which was a pretty cool scene. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I have to say that... Uh, for their budget, it was, uh, I 
they started with a budget they were going to go between 100 and 132 mil. Uh -huh. They wound up going in the middle somewhere around 120 mil on it. Uh, but I think that most of their money was spent wisely. I agree. Uh, in yeah, this it, film. And that's one thing I will say is that the special effects are a lot better in this one. Uh, you know, I didn't see anything really goofy with his claws or anything like that. I thought it was well done in, in that respect. And so. also, I think the stunts were pretty incredible, too. So, yeah, there were at least two times in the movie I was like, wow, that's actually really amazing the way they did that. You know, I think the one I was thinking is the um, the fight on the uh, the train. The bullet train, yes. Yes, that was awesome. The Shikensen. They, oh, just, yes. That was so cool, like on the roof of the train and him oh, doing yes. that. That was fantastic. And then the scene at the end where he's trying to get to the uh, pagoda and, you know, they shot all of those arrows into him. Oh, yes. With, uh, with the strings, with the ropes on him. That was really yes. cool. That was oh, one of the cool scenes. Yes. Oh, there were quite a few in there. Um, but, and, but what was really, to me, interesting about this particular film uh it wasn't all action you know there was a lot of story and dialogue through this film that uh was really important to this film and very deep uh probably i'm gonna say those were the only parts your mother liked <laughs> you know <laughs> she was not uh real crazy about the action stuff yeah but uh we start off with that little part of uh, hero heroics from Logan. Yep. And this at this time too, he had all his memories. We've already seen the films where he lost his memories, but mm -hmm. we go from there. We go to the mountains somewhere, right. where he still where he's got recovered all his memories. In this right. movie, so this he is knows post, everything. Yes, post X3, Last Stand, right? Because Gene yes. is there, but only in his memories, right? So, right, and uh, I'm thinking that I, I, I went to look back at uh, Batman v Superman to see if it was around the same time because we had a dream within a dream sequence there. We had a couple of those. Yes, yes, and I thought... <laughs> Are they doing that because that was kind of what was happening that in that that year? But it not so. The Batman v Superman was three years later, so can't say it was something that happened around. Yeah. But you know, the director for this was uh, James Mangold, uh -huh. who also did Logan. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And uh, of course, another one of your favorite movies, Walk the Line. He did that one oh, with, he did. Um, yes. Yeah, you didn't know that? I mean, you like that movie, right? Uh, no, I do. It's just, to me, that just makes so much sense now. Yes, doesn't it? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> goodness, okay. Well, I, ha I haven't done that for you in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> goodness, wow. Okay, yeah. But for 2013, it was uh, definitely a lot of good things happened in that, and uh, yeah. made over four million, almost 415 million. So hmm. I have to say it was pretty profitable. All right, but back we go from 
right. Logan with no hair and no skin. Yeah. To caveman Logan, I call him. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, and, and funny enough, this is ripped right from the pages from Wolverine One from the limited series. He's yes. you know he finds a bear that has been you know shot with an arrow. He goes to the bar, confronts the, the hunters, and everything. I mean, it's it's pretty much shot you know beat by beat very faithful to the comic so yes uh, it was really cool i mean just uh, uh, yeah so anyway yes and uh, i liked what uh to me that was uh we first saw logan dealing with guilt because he was yes. having the dream about gene and about killing gene and then we saw that he didn't want to be the bad guy anymore. He didn't want to kill anymore because he got his memory back. Yes. And he knows what he was doing all those years. Right. And all of his life has always been about killing. Yep. So he didn't want to do that. However, when he did come across the bear, he had, and to. He had to kill the bear. And we notice uh, he mentions when he goes to the bar that it was a poison arrow. Yes. And uh, he acts like he wanted to buy a drink for the guy that shot the arrow. Yeah. But instead he takes that arrow and sticks it in his hand and tells him, hey, you know, you left that bear in pain and agony and he went and killed campers. Right. So you're responsible for their deaths. Right. Um, so, you know, I thought after the fact that, you know, he killed Jean because she was murdering, she was killing people, yeah. lots yeah, of people yeah. and a lot more would have died. Yeah, including and Professor. Yes. So if that guy would have killed the bear, followed him and made sure that he was dead, those other people would not have died. Right. Exactly. Yep. So I think that that kind of ties those two things in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his monologue with Gene, you know, he's, it's almost like he's taking an oath not to kill anymore. And, yes. you know, killing, putting the bear out of its misery was the first step, you know, crossing that barrier that he set up for himself. So, right. Right. He didn't want to do that. Right. But he, out of compassion, he, he did it. Right. And which probably was a good thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, no for, not only for him, for the fact that he could do that, but right. The fact that it needed to be done. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, we uh, get this uh, scene with uh, anime girl, I call her, or Yukio. <laughs> Yukio, yeah. Right? Yeah, Yukio. Could be Yu-Gi-Oh, you never know. But uh, she actually, she's been in a few. She, she was in Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Um, and she was also in Arrow on okay. the Arrowverse. So she's done a couple of comic book things, but oh. she has those anime eyes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If you see with her, 
hairline straight across her bang straight across yeah. she looks like she's straight out of an anime you know yeah. uh but we get introduced to her in the bar mm-hmm. and we learn that she's also a mutant that yeah. she can see yeah. death right she can see other other characters deaths yeah right which i wonder if she could see her own also i wonder yes yeah. At least, at least in the comics, the answer she is yes. Could. Yeah, because that in uh, that issue one seventy two of X Men, when the rest of the X Men come to Japan, because in the book, which is a little bit different, uh, Mariko and Wolverine are going to get married, and they come for the wedding, and so Storm and Yukio um, end up in a fight with some bad guys, and you know Storm makes the observation that Yukio is fearless. Like she can fight all the bad guys and like, you know, she's jumping off buildings and everything. And the reason why is because she knows she's not going to die because she's already seen her death. So. Right. Well, that is an advantage then, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Hey, we're just going to go with that. Uh, But I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, Logan gives this guy an option telling him, well, hey, you know, you shot him with a poison arrow. But right. if it's not, then you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So uh, we do get uh, uh, a little bit of comedy. Uh, um, Yukio tells Logan that, uh, you know, Yoshida or Ichi- Ichiro uh, would like yeah. to see him because he's dying. That's right. And she's been looking for him for over a year. So if he's still just dying, then, you know, he's been hanging around for a long time waiting for Logan, you know? Well, yeah. And which we see that uh, as uh, Ichiro has, I guess, amassed a great fortune, his family is very influential in Japan, he's been able to use the resources and everything to keep him alive. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because when we do, he does finally decide that he will go with her. Mm-hmm. And we go from one uh, comedy of errors in the little car. Right. He doesn't go back and it's full of junk food. Right. To getting on a plane. That looks like it's a pretty sleek uh, Learjet. Yeah. And, but they go through a lot of turbulence and Logan's not real good with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And she's just sleeping there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get to almost the entire rest of the movie. We're in Japan. Yes. And this is where we get some more. Uh, things that I think meaty stuff we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, first... it, and I think the interesting thing is that this is the fifth time Hugh Jackman has played this character Wolverine, right? Yes, yes. So uh, the second the... in the trilo- Wolverine trilogy, right? And then uh, four X Men, right? Yeah, three X Men. Oh, that's right. Three X-Men. That's right. Yeah. So he, this is the fifth movie. It's set in Japan and it's talking about life and death. 
And so all I think I think of is Sean Connery's fifth portrayal of James Bond set in Japan talking yep. about life and death. So you're only lived twice. And ninjas. And ninjas, yes. Uh yes. And no, maybe I was thinking samurais also in Bond, but I'm not positive. I don't remember. No, not in the movie. Remember at ninjas. Least. Maybe the novel. Ninjas. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I seem to remember it, but and I don't think it was the movie. It might have been the book. Yeah. Uh, but what we had there, uh, what I thought when he first got there, and uh, they get to the complex, he's still caveman, and it looks as if the son. Yeah. Ichiro's son just doesn't want him there. Yeah, Shingen. Yes, he feels pretty. He, he, you could see that he's. Oh yeah. Has you think hatred at that time, but I think what we learned through the development of this family dynamic, yeah, that it's more jealousy than it is um, hatred. You know, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's true. And, and then the other thing that I, I meant to say as the connection to you and live twice, you remember when Bond and Tiger have the the bath scene? Yes, you know, yes. And Logan gets a bath too, but it's not with you know pretty young Japanese women. It's these older Japanese women that are manhandling him and you know scrubbing him with a brush and everything. <laughs> so, yes, yes, that's hilarious. Yes, and he's like, no, I can take care of that one myself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's great and again you know he was uh ripped in this particular movie too physically yeah, yeah. Um, one thing about him is that he does a lot of his own stunts he's right he's not afraid to do that kind of stuff he can wear out a stunt team yeah um but we now we get to meet mariko his granddaughter right yeah. or mariko mariko yep Yes, and uh, we get to meet Dr. Green. Yes. Uh, although we don't really see a lot of her because she's uh, in COVID-19 protocol. <laughs> well, a lot of people are there with the masks. Yep, that's right. Uh, because of uh, his cancer. Yes. But we do get to see some pretty interesting technology. Yeah. There too. Yeah, and it's funny because the observations that I made about Wolverine origins about, uh, you know, someone who uh, is, you know, protect uh, for all intents and purposes, immortal. Uh, Ichiro sees that and kind of, you know, says that there's not, you know, uh, he's trying to offer Wolverine a way out from that, an honorable death, you know, um, right, based so I on that was interesting. Based on his yeah. culture and his tradition, and feeling well, that at least at this point, we think that his intentions are honorable. Well, I, I think the other part of it is that he, you know, uh, again, going back to that thought, like you know, if you were stuck on this earth where all this, you know, broken sinfulness and death and, you know, just a cycle of violence. I mean, death in a way, your death is actually a, a mercy 
in that because you don't have to keep on living this all the time. And so, you know, each of those point to, to Logan is that, hey, you know, are you, aren't you tired of all of this? Don't you want to just kind of, you know, die like everybody else? You know, I think that right, well, was we the, discussed that a little bit, I think, in the last episode. Right, that, that's my point. Um, but in this it we get another dream sequence with Gene sometime in this movie where yes. she says to him, everyone you love dies. Right. And I thought, well, yeah, it, but maybe not always a, you know, violent death, you know, right. because he's going to outlive exactly a lot of yep. people, you know? Yep. They're going to notice that they're getting old and he's not. Right. You know, although, again, with uh, James Mangold doing Logan, too, I, I think that was the most perfect closure movie but we're getting to that in its time almost perfect but yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk about well it. yeah 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 okay well let's not uh let's forget about that at the moment all right so now uh mariko is upset and logan sees that because she knows that her grandfather is dying well there's that and then there's also so what he said to her Right. There's some tension between Shingen as well and Monaco. Yes, there is. So. And again, that's that's a, another topic that I wanted to discuss. Um, as a father, you and I, yeah. um, Ichiro mm -hmm. had certain standards that he placed on his son. Mm -hmm. And he wanted his son, he wished his son could be more like Logan. He, you know, was always talking about Logan and how Logan could do this and do that. And, yeah, you know, uh, I think that that was not a fair thing to put on his son. You know, and yeah. we shouldn't, uh, as fathers, put any kind of pressure like that on our children to be we should just want them to be better than we are if they can be but in their own path not to do what we think they should do right do you follow me i i to a point yeah yeah so i think i think you're on the right track meaning we shouldn't be I think there's two ditches you can roll into. So I think the ditch that Ichiro runs into is the the extreme of frustration and um, unrealistic expectations. So he had expectations and frustrated Shingen in a way that was not helpful and it was toxic, right? Yes, it was not healthy at all. Right. It, it, but, but the other ditch you could roll into is to uh, not provide your son in particular and children in general with um, enough guidance and challenge. Challenge is a different thing than frustrating, but you're still, it's still going to make them uncomfortable, but you need to challenge them in ways that they can grow 
because if you don't do that, then they'll kind of stay where they're at and they won't reach their potential. So there's, right. there's it's I your think. responsibility to. So there's both. So it's not that. Yeah. So it's not. So you still have to challenge them, but you have to challenge them in a way that won't that's not going to frustrate. Um, right. Right. And but you uh, you can give them guidance. Right. And instruction. But not to the point of uh, pulling them in a direction that they may not want to go or that they uh, may not uh, be suited. Yeah. It may not be their entrance, interest. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very pleased when you decided you wanted to play guitar, but, and I gave you every opportunity I could to help you along that path, even though alto sax didn't turn out to be one of your favorites, no. but, but still, um, I feel that I did. Okay. I wish I could have done better for you, you know, in those things, but, you know, I did think that that was a good opportunity for you to, even though like me, you chose not to make that your profession. Yeah. You know, so, and uh, I'm happy that I see that you are guiding and instructing your children along all these different paths that uh, mm -hmm. uh, it lifts me up, sure. you know. Yeah. But like all, if we have more than one children, they're all different. And I'm not sure, I'm thinking uh, Shingu was his only child. Yeah, I think, I there's, think. The, there's no other mention of other children. Right. And so we got that. And then we got him slapping his daughter, I guess, because she informed him of what Ichiro said to her. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, and uh, she just wanted to end it. So we got that scene with uh, Wolverine, his first close encounter with Mariko. Yeah. And uh, we then learn he goes back to sleep and he's going to leave in the morning after he has this conversation. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, hey, Logan, I'm going to make it so you can die. Uh how would you like that, huh? <laughs> you know, but of course the way he says it, yeah, is that oh no, it's you're not going to die right away. You have a long life, and then yeah, just you know, die when when uh, you know of old age. But then again, there's really no guarantee of that. We don't know how much time we have on this earth, you know. Right. Right. So how could he promise him a long life, you know, a, a long, normal life, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was tempting. Yeah. But surprisingly, Logan said no. He said, I'm going to go home in the morning. Yep. So, so we get this uh, next part. He dies. And now we're going to have a big funeral thing. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I think part of Wolverine's, I think some of his motivation is not like out of selfishness, but actually I think he's trying to save uh, Ichiro 
from experiencing the pain that he has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that would be, uh, yeah. I mean, we, no, do he's, not like, he's like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're asking, you know? Yeah. It's be like, careful what you wish for. Right? right. So I think that's, I, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably driving a lot of that. From uh, more of standpoint. Logan's motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I could see that. Uh, but, uh, Ichiro is not, uh, he really doesn't care about that, you no. know? So we kind of get this uh, scene now that he, he dies. Yeah. And now we're going to go back to tradition. Right. For a Japanese funeral. Yep. So uh, people have to act a certain way. Well, I think the other thing we need to mention is that Yukio was surprised at the death because she didn't see it coming either. No, no. Well, uh, we'll find out later why. Yes. You know, but at this particular time, she was surprised. Yeah. Uh, We also see that uh, we learn about Yukio's friendship with Mariko. Right. And how that she was kind of a, I don't know, what do you call her, a poor person? Yeah. She was, a, she was an orphan. Orphan that uh, uh, Ichiro took in, or was it Shingen. Shingu? Shingu took, oh, that's right. Shingo took her in as a playmate for Mariko. Right. He paid her. Yep. To be a friend. But of course, it was more than that, even though the uh, Shingu doesn't want to see that, but it was more than that. Uh, so, we get introduced to another character now that's like up on top of the building. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which we learn out later. The dynamics of that is like off the wall, but uh, that's a traditional thing too. Yeah. Right. Because the father Shingo. Oh, hold on, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Has got her set to marry yeah. uh, somebody yeah. big in uh, politics. Right. Right, which is not a that that's part of the story too. In fact, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. In the you know, he kind of saves her from that because, and in the book, he's abusive. He's abusive towards Mariko, um, and she doesn't want to be with him. But it, it, I don't see that dynamic play out in the film. I don't think they're well. No, not really. But we. Uh, he doesn't really care for her as we find yeah. out later. Yeah. You know, and he's really doing it just for the money. Right. You know, so again, another person uh, being paid for Mariko. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we learned that the guy that was on this roof is like her bodyguard. Right. You know? And uh, we find out later, first boyfriend, kind of, you know? Right. Or the one that she really loved. But again, because of their tradition and their culture, there's really nothing she could do about it. Her father got her set to marry that guy. That's the way it was going to be, right? Right. And not only that, but the reason why is because Ichido spent the family fortune keeping himself alive. And so... 
Shingen, the only way for him to save face and to, to get money back into the, the company was to, you know, uh, arrange this marriage. So it kind of saves their, you know, saves space. Right. Okay. Well, yes. But, that, that's what the book is. In the book says that. Right. Right. Well, we also get this. Uh, the funeral is going to happen a certain way. Right. And we see that the there's a silver samurai there and the silver samurai is supposed to protect him in death yeah right it, right right and logan notices tattoos on the priest's arms yep that are not priest tattoos well that that's another thing about japanese culture is that um in general uh tattoos are a sign of the yakuza most people in Japan don't have tattoos. And if you do it, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a stereotype. They, they just assume that you're in the, the Japanese mafia or Yakuza. Yes. Which is so, what yeah. they call the Japanese mafia. So. Which is, which is absolutely, he, he's proven to be right in this case. Right. He is. And yeah, uh, so. bef- the night before he was having another dream sequence. Right. And he's, thought he had a dream with dr green giving him a kiss yeah yeah that was weird yes and uh he's going to save mariko because he knows that they're akuza and he gets shot yep and he doesn't heal right right and he's like what the you know yeah so we Spend a long time in this movie with your fate, one of your favorite chase scenes. Yeah. On the bullet train, off the bullet train. Um, interesting, uh, the love hotel. Yeah. You know, uh, it was kind of, uh, he is still not healing mm-hmm. after all this time. And right. He's still doing all this stuff to protect Mariko yep. with with his issues. Right. Which was really like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yep. Like I said, the stunts on that were incredible. Yeah. And I, 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 that I've never seen a bullet train, so I'm only assuming that it was a real bullet train. Yeah. You know, but I can't believe that. Well, I know they weren't doing those stunts that fast. Oh, no. That had to be CG. Yeah. You but, know, you know, most that, of that, it anyways. Right. That was not uh, an action scene in the, the Wolverine limited series. So that was something they made specifically for the movie, I think. I didn't see it in any other place, which, you know, right. it was. Well, really, I don't know it, if there was a. In 82, was there a bullet train? You know, the yeah, original know. series was 1982. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't think that there would be a bullet train at that time. But. There might have been, but anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that, that happens. Um, they hide out in Nagasaki where the old house was. And so he goes back literally to the same place where he saved Ichido's life all those years ago. And then Mariko gets taken and... Uh, Yukio shows up. Yes, and we should. Realize. We should. Before you go there, we should stress that uh, 
they start having a relationship with each other. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to forget that. Sure. And this was another part where we had uh, the tradition and the customs uh-huh. because she makes him uh, this meal and he takes the chopsticks and sticks them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tells him, no, nah, it's bad luck. You can't do that. Right. You know, and he's like, well, you know, I really don't believe in that stuff. And uh, he does it again and she puts them down again. Right. Um, but she tried to tell him how to put his ro- kimono on, a robe, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. how it needed to be yeah. uh, fastened a certain way. Yeah. You know, so we, we have uh, one person that's still steep in the culture and the tradition and one not at all. Right. You know, and not willing to are not seeing the uh, advantages of this honored type culture, you know, I, cause I still believe that it's someone that way, maybe not so much today as it was in previous time, but I think well, more so. He, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's more just an ignorance thing than anything else for, for Wolverine's part. You, should, you know, he, he's, he's, He's the equivalent of an old man. He doesn't care. He's set in his ways. That's what it is, you know. Well, yeah, a yeah. very old man. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, so yeah, I, I. So that that happens. You're right. That that is an important scene. She gets captured. They go, and then Wolverine realizes that the reason there's there's something wrong with him, that he needs to go get an internal view of something that's happening. So they go back to the, the place where Ichiro was. And, right. Um, and it just so happens that that's where uh, Mariko winds up because she was yeah. uh, kidnapped before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's where you get to see the bug that's like on his heart or whatever. It was really weird. Yes. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. And then, of course, the part your mom got grossed out about was him cutting into – Yeah his uh heart and you know that's where we had yukio said we can't go back there because i saw you holding your heart in your hand yeah you're dying yeah you're dying right so which uh, he did die but then he came right back so yes and he really wasn't holding his heart he was holding that thing from his heart the uh, thing that actually uh, Dr. Green, or right. as we find out a little later, Viper. Right. Or in... she's also known as Madame Hydra, which is another alias for her. So Interesting. Yep. Yeah, in fact, her original appearance, number one, was uh, first appearance was in Captain America 110. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, and I didn't see, go back a... that far with her. It's perfect, you know, it'd be a perfect segue to introduce, you know, them into the MCU, but... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that. that no. Well, I think uh, that Fox still had the rights. Yeah, they, they did. They did. But I'm just saying. Yeah, that, so know, that's, that's, that's that would have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, Hydra's not a thing anymore in the MCU anyway. So. Yes, it's not. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because she, according to her origin story in this movie. Yeah. Uh, has 
she's immune to all poisons. Right. So I kind of correlated that, uh, that we started off with a poison arrow Mm-hmm. And now we got a viper with poison that basically put poison in his heart to, yeah. Yeah. you know, stop his. Uh, That's exactly right. Yeah. Immortality. Yep. Yep. And so, <clears throat> again, a doctor. Yep. Almost like the doctor in Wonder Woman. Sure. Yeah. She. she yeah. You know, yeah. you could like, yep. which you wonder if. Uh, that scenario was at the same time Wonder Woman DC going against Marvel Captain America. Yeah. If that was a similar, because you know they do things alike. Yeah. You know, uh, but we did get that mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he did get his healing powers back. Yep. And so, but then we get this note uh, that if you want, Mariko, come get her. Right. Right? Yep. So we did get the scene also with the father. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we were uh, brought to this honored tradition where Wolverine has a huge fight with him. Yeah. And he's going to leave him you know uh, he's not going to kill him he's like you know you tried to kill your daughter live with that mm-hmm. you know but it, it was like uh no that would be a dishonorable thing you know i think that's kind of where it was going sure yeah and, i, I kind of zoned out at that point because like i'm waiting for the next action beat so <laughs> I'm uh, yeah that that was you know one of the few very few points where it was a you know I was like okay let's move the story along so right you know, that's that's when we get to the pagoda and that's where you get the scene with the ninjas shooting the the ropes oh in, and we yes. find out yeah so that that was cool that was really awesome and thinking that uh, we already uh, we went through the fact that uh, the official was not a good guy for her to marry sure. And we now see the first love. Yeah. And I guess we're thinking that he's not a good guy to marry either. For Marty no, Cole. no. And he, I don't think that character was in the, the Wolverine story, at least not the, the first one. He might have been in the X-Men uh, book, but uh, yeah, but you're right. And I think that it was actually the hand. It wasn't just this, you know nondescript black ninjas that were there was actually the hand that was involved in the, yes uh, yes so. it was so that was another opportunity they could have you know but unfortunately yes they, yeah yes so. of course oh, wow. so yes as a matter of fact i think they mentioned that or yeah. they called them uh another name yeah it's the black ninja clan in this movie yes yes but yeah. we know it as the hand basically right. yeah um what we got, though, after that, which was, I thought, pretty incredible because it was poison arrows again. Yep. We came right back to the poison arrow thing from the very beginning. Sure. Uh, however, it took an awful lot of poison arrows to get him down because he had his healing powers back, I think. Yep. Right. Agreed. Uh, but then we finally get to the 
what I told you was the origin story, the silver samurai. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I do have to say that it was a little bit, that part of it was a little bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. You know, cause I felt like it, they didn't really develop that part of the story that much. Well, the Silver Samurai does not appear at all in the Wolverine series. It doesn't show up till X-Men. So, right. Uncanny X-Men. Right. So, yes. It stands to reason why it seems to be a little bit like a tack on at the end, which, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that they brought back Ichido as the Silver Samurai, and I thought that yes. was pretty neat. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was cool. And plus, it was an adamantium suit. Yes. You know, so that was really good. Yeah. And the fact that uh, he heated up his swords. Right. And was able to slice Wolverine's blades off. Yeah. Which was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing with the drills going mm -hmm. into his fists to yep. take out right. his immortality or right. partial immortality, whatever you right. want to call it, healing powers. Yeah. And we saw Ichiro coming back to being a young guy again. Right. And after this whole movie of Logan saving Mariko, now it's Mariko's turn to save him. Right. Yep. And we also have um, uh, Yukio fighting Viper. Yep. You know, and yep. uh, in the X-Men comics, uh, uh, when we did, I think it was X2, yeah. that uh, we had Lady Deathstrike. Yes. In um, the comics, Lady Deathstrike is related to the Silver Samurai, to Ichiro. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the Japanese X-Men characters are related somehow, like, you know, Starfire and or Sunfire. And um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and so we kind of got that uh, point where she's going to say she takes one of his broken right. claws and she kills a grandfather, says that he's not her grandfather because her grandfather is dead. Yes. Plus he was young Ichiro at that time. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, so magically, he becomes old again and Logan gets yeah. his uh, powers back. Right, the bone claws comes back. Yes, yes. Which interesting yeah. how that happened, but yeah. uh, I, I guess we'll see if he ever gets his animanium claws back. I guess we'll find that out in a next movie, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, However, uh, we kind of then get to the end of the movie. Right. Uh, Silver Samurai's gone. Ichiro's gone. Uh, Lady Viper kind of did the path of Darth, uh, not Darth Vader, but the Emperor. Yeah. Went yep. down. Uh, and then Mariko takes over the company. Yep. They read the will. Right. She owns it all. She promises to do better. And yep. 
Make thinks she wants Logan to stay. Logan says no. Yep. Him and his bodyguard, Yukio, get on the plane. Right. Uh, and they're going to do a Star Trek thing. Which way are we going to go? Well, we'll start by going up. And then right. we'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know where they were going to go after that. Yeah. You know, because we kind of got this, it started giving the credits. Yeah. And then we kind of got a scene at the airport. Right. You know, and he says he's going to do the pat down. Right. And then all of a sudden we hear it beep and it's Eric. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yep. your mom, <laughs> she's like, oh, isn't that Gandalf? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is. It is Gandalf. Yeah, it is. But in this movie, he's Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> but she thought more about the Lord of the Rings than she did about the X Men movies. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that was the only thing that like I I didn't think that they did a good job explaining sufficiently. So obviously, the the interest. So they're setting it up for the next movie in the X Men prequel trilogy, which is Days of the Future Past, which I think is probably one of my favorite ones. But at the you know he's walking through security at the airport. There's a video for Trask Industries, so they're setting that up and everything like that. They do great, and then at the very end, Xavier shows up. Yeah, but they they don't explain how that happened. Right. Well, you if. I don't know if you can remember, but I told you, if you remember, there was a part at the end of X3. That doesn't explain that. Just, no. What I'm saying is that explains that because his mind it, is in that yeah, guy. Yeah, but that doesn't explain his appearance then. You know, I, I can understand he transfers consciousness into that, that comatose person. I get that. It doesn't explain to me how Patrick Stewart was able to magically, you know, his body is now back. That's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. True. True. Um, I, it just wasn't explained enough. Maybe with his mind control, he made that everybody think that it was uh, Dr. Xavier when it was really the comatose guy in the yeah. chair. And maybe I just have to rewatch Days of Future Past. Maybe they do explain it. I don't know. But um, well, uh, we are going to eventually go over that yeah. too, right? Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get so, that. Um, but basically, where uh, I uh, sit, you know, thought that that was the setup for the Sentinels. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Days of Future Past. That's that's where they, they yes. show up. So yes, yeah. Although they did kind of show up in the uh x2 uh fight room yeah the danger room yeah yeah the danger room where they uh yeah. he wolverine cut his head off mm -hmm. so they kind of showed up there which yep. they really weren't around then were they yeah no yeah so um i thought that was kind i was like you a little confused about it yeah. but i was very thankful that it was a real Patrick Stewart and not the CG yeah, scary yeah, yeah. one that was yeah, in I agree. the I Origins agree. movie. I mean, that guy was scary or the CG was scary on that yeah. one. Yeah. Not even close. Even the smile was scary. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill you. You know, I was like, 
oh man that creepy but yeah. at least we had the real one yeah and we had the real magneto yep so i thought it was pretty good yeah all right so let's see we talked about family the tradition we talked about jealousy and revenge mm-hmm. we talked about immortality mm-hmm. and we talked about uh guilt yep and uh i think that through this movie that logan was able to uh go through that guilt he had for killing gene by the end of the movie yeah. I think he was over that guilt and realized that it was something that he had to do. She was killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had yeah. to stop her one way or another. And yeah. in X3, she did tell him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Of course. You of know, course. so yeah. Uh, she knew that she wasn't in control. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. he was able to finally uh, accept that for what it was. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I think that was the last thing I had on my list. Uh, yeah. Anything else you can think of that uh, we should discuss? No, I'm good. Okay, awesome. Well, that's great. Well, then all that's left is the rating. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to let you go first this time. Okay. No pressure. As my son, I'm not putting you under any pressure to right. have the same score as me, but you know. Okay. Uh, well, like I said, I actually really liked it a lot. I'm going to say it's a nine. Um, it's, it's almost a perfect movie. Like I said, there were some slow parts, but overall, I think they... I think what makes it such a high score for me is how faithful they were to the original comic. And they still was a, they were still able to marry it up to the current X Men canon in the films as well. Um, you know, uh, in the uh, X Men book at the time, Jean Grey was killed as well. So, you know, ha- ha- Logan dealing with the grief of the loss of Jean Grey was a perfect way to, um, you know, Thank to way. deal with that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, to me, I thought that was that was brilliant. Um, like I said, there were times during the film, I was like, wow, that's a fantastic action scene. If I can like, just kind of, if I had that reaction, um, you know, it's always a good thing. And then uh, I do think that the performances are great. And the nice thing about it is that and I think what makes the movie even better is that they really did focus on Wolverine. It wasn't like, try let's, let's fit in, you know, Sabretooth and Deadpool and Gambit and, you know, all these other people. No, this is a Wolverine story. And they did a really fantastic job doing that. So it's a nine. Yeah, very good. Yes. And uh, again, uh, like you say, because they were faithful to the story and, uh, you know, Frank Miller was uh, inadvertently involved uh, for, you know, being part of the original comic. Uh, I also will give it a nine. So, uh, you know, pressure on the son to the dad to be there. But yes, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, Very, very few uh, slow points to me. I think that all the dialogue that they used in this movie was uh, meat. It was all important. 
Yeah, agreed. It, it was all part of the story that, uh, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, uh, uh, which there was a little bit of this in this movie, a little bit of the slow parts where it was almost Charlie Brownish, wah, 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 but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but but there was very few, few spots like that in this particular movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Overall, great movie. All right. Good deal. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's close it up. What do you say? I say that's perfect. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks to everybody who's listening to us at whatever time that you are. Hope it was enjoyable for you. Yep. Definitely uh, join us for uh, next week. We will uh, continue our exploration of the Logan Trilogy. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye and God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.